Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Why did the mermaid wear a seashell bra? I don't know. Why? Because the B-shell bra didn't fit. Uh. That's a boob joke. It's spoop hour. topic of boob jokes boobs <laughs> the heavy boobs j- song from crazy, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend Girlfriend. so mermaids probably don't have heavy boobs right because they no, live underwater it would float. It would yeah float. they would float how lucky which in a way probably would mean that the seashells that they wear as bras would be ineffective because they're basically glorified pasties yeah and like speaking from experience with certain swimsuits if i don't get like a certain amount of coverage once i hit the buoyancy of the waves it's like i'm giving everybody a little show on the beach welcome back to boob hour spoob hour (laughs) (laughs) spoob hour that's sasha i'm courtney we're a paranormal comedy podcast that's talking about boobs today (laughs) evidently because today's podcast is about mermaids that's right y'all it's mermaid and oh 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 Oh, oh, mermaid! Mermaid! It's May 1st! Hey! Mermaid. It's gonna be mermaid. <laughs> so this is the one where we sing and sing songs and talk about boobs. So if you have stories about NSYNC, this is great. I'm gonna make you do sound the entire time. This is awesome. If you have stories, go ahead and send them to us. Gmail.com. You guys have to understand, it's Sunday night. We have a whole pie in front of us. A it's, whole pie. It's and a, we we didn't even, like, cut it. We're just no, eating it out of the pan. I asked Sasha, I was like, do you want to do slices or do you want to eat it with two forks like animals? And she goes, let's just eat it with forks like animals. So I'm going to go ahead and take a picture before we bust into this bad boy. It's not a full-size pie. Yeah, in our defense. It's, it's, in our defense, it's a two-person pie. Yes. I'm on a diet with my boyfriend. It's Sunday. Why? I deserve this. the diet with your boyfriend is that you eat pie when we're together when we're together there it is um sorry jack i'll plug your podcast check out pop culture (laughs) bento leave them a review and don't mention this that sasha's eating pie right now um don't narc if you fucking narc we'll fucking know (laughs) so yeah so we are spoop hour on twitter on instagram those fun places i'm really struggling to get this pie you are but i'm destroying it thank you um part of it i guess Anything spooky happened to you this weekend? A or little this week, bit. Since we last spoke? Not super spooky. So, not to be too much of a downer, we had a death in my family. Mm-hmm. And so, when I got the news, I was understandably upset. Mm-hmm. And I went to the grocery store and was crying my way through the grocery store. And on impulse, I bought a bunch of ice cream, including Klondike bars. Oh, God. Oh, no. Sasha just threw down. pie at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said I didn't want to be a downer. I'm trying not to be. Don't throw pie at me. <laughs> so. On an impulse, I bought Klondike bars. I have never bought Klondike bars in my life. I don't usually... They're not my go-to ice cream thing. I had half a Klondike bar today, too. There you go. You're having a great day. I'm having a great day. Diet resumes tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, again, I very rarely buy Klondike bars. I don't think I have ever bought Klondike bars in my life. And come to find out, I found out at the memorial service of the person we lost that he really loved Klondike oh, bars. God. And I did not know that. So, a little bit spooky. Mm-hmm. A little bit like, huh. That's, I didn't know that. That's a little something-something. So that's probably the spookiest thing that happened mm-hmm. to me, other than, like, the fact that I was at a cemetery for a bit, but not in a yeah. spooky way, in a sad way. Yeah. I'm eating pie. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't really have anything that spooky happen to me yeah. this week. But I did go to Baltimore yesterday. Mm. And we're, because, again, Pop Culture Bento, my boyfriend's podcast and website, we were supposed to be going to a thing called Universal Fan Con, yeah. and it got canceled a week out, and a yeah. lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't pay any money because we were going as press, but we but we went to Baltimore. I was I was chewing pie was nice. before I could make my. You mean Baltimore? Yeah. 
So I'm hoping that the next time we go, a friend who lives there, mm-hmm. she knows that I love all things Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently a restaurant called Annabelle Lee. Mm. It's all like Edgar Allan Poe themed, and so she yeah. wants to take us there. Eventually, I'll have like an Edgar Allan Poe spoop hour report, <laughs> but not this weekend. And I'm sure there are some spooky things that happened to me last week that I just like, can't yeah. access now. But... You know when we should shoot for doing that is when I go to Baltimore on business. Oh, yeah. So we could do a whole Edgar Allan Poe thing. Exactly. I'll try. I was planning on trying to do a ghost tour anyway while right. I was there because I was in Baltimore. Oh, and yeah. And I usually have the evening free. So I may as well try to do that and then we can just fold that into a... Yeah. I know what my spooky thing is. Ooh, tell me. We started the Crucible <gasps> in class. So I do need to... F- go and figure out, like, transcribe our Does That Make Me a Witch, <laughs> though? Does That Make Me a joke? Witch, though? Uh, not joke, the game. Yeah. And play that with my students. Yeah. Because I was trying to explain to them that there were, like, certain things that you did that mm-hmm. you would think would make you a witch that and don't. sound like witchcraft. Sound like witchcraft, but no, it, like, protects you from witchcraft. Like, necklace with the bones of a certain fish in it. Right. Or, the, like, the weird runes on yeah. top of the, the fireplace. Um, and so, my students are all like, what the hell, Mr. Rand? <laughs> Mr. Rand, what do you do in um, your free time? So... Well, they don't need to know I have a podcast. They just know that we're <laughs> going to play this game. Yay! Um, but yeah, we're doing so we're doing that. So we're talking about witchcraft mm-hmm. and stuff in class. So that's that's my big spooky thing right now. I think the crust of this pie is a sugar cookie. It might. It might be. Like the more I get into it, the more it tastes like sugar cookie. Is it a pudding pie, or are we eating just like straight frosting? It, I think it's technically a pudding pie. I don't know. It said chocolate pie. It was only six dollars, and it's, it was in a cute it little. It seems tin. like I'm eating frosting out of a cookie <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> it's made with real cream it had a bunch of stickers on it to talk about nice. how it was made with real cream which both means that it is actual cream and it's the brand real nice <laughs> so, so all right let's talk about mermaids they don't eat pie probably yeah it might not hold up very well underwater. yeah because a pie needs to be baked yeah like at least for the crust right and uh, you're gonna end up with a soggy bottom <laughs> which we all know from the great british bake-off nobody likes a soggy bottom so, mermaid is a thing that's on the internet, basically, kind of like No Shave November and all those other months that sound like things, because the month of May can be squished into the word mermaid. It's a great month to talk about mermaids. So, we were originally going to do a full month just dedicated to various oceanic cryptids. We will be taking at least one week to do a different topic. Yeah, because next weekend... No, not next weekend, but later this week, week, yeah, we're going to go do some self-care with Spoop Hour. We've been real stressed, y'all. But we, but we're getting less stressed. Yes. We signed on a house. We have a place to live. um, We figured out how we're getting there, how we're moving there, so. It's getting easier. It's getting easier, but we're going to be looking at New Age healing. Yeah, so So we're going to look at Reiki and crystal healing and... All of the weird ones that aren't really healing. But Mm. for today, we're just going to look at mermaids and eat this really good pie. Yep. So, Sasha, initial thoughts on mermaids before we delve into it? Um, mermaids are a very large category. They are. It's a big catch-all for a lot of different things around the world. Um, I'm glad we're doing mermaid. So if there's anything we forget, if anyone points out things like... You know, emails us at spoophour at gmail.com <laughs> and says, hey, what about this? Or what about that? Or, you know, you you know forgot this little fun detail about this thing. And this is my favorite kind of mermaid. I can't believe you didn't talk about right, it. Right, that, like, we still have opportunities to catch up. Yep. But, yeah, there's, like, so much. There, yeah, so basically, I think because we used to be, as a world, a seafaring culture. Yeah. And I think a lot, the more time you spend at sea and the lonelier you get, the more you're like, yeah, that could be a lady. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with this. That could be a sexy lady. Right. Yeah. So to kick things off, if you're ready, I have a featured creature for us. Featured creature. Yay! Yay! This is going to be a special oceanic cryptid for mermaid. So while it might not explicitly be a mermaid, it does live in the ocean. Okay. Who lives in a pineapple? No. Is it SpongeBob SquarePants? Oh my god, you got oh it! I didn't even say anything! Everybody, Sasha's gotten too good at this game. Yes. I have All to right. destroy her. No, I'm just kidding. So with this one, I will accept an alternate name for it because as we get closer to the end, you'll you'll probably know it, but not by the name that it's labeled as on cryptidswithaz.wikia.com. Where most of this Is came it a from. selkie? It's a selkie! <laughs> again! <laughs> No, it's probably not a selkie. It's not a selkie. Or is it? (gasps) Sightings of me range across tropical waters from off the coast of Andros to the islands of the Bahamas. 
I may have even been a globster that washed up on the Florida coast in 1896. Is it Amelia Earhart? It is. <laughs> Amelia Earhart is a globster that washed up in 1896, which I'm pretty sure is before she even crashed a plane. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Sasha got it, y'all. Podcast over. <laughs> this globster was known as locally as the St. Augustine Monster, or Amelia Earhart, depending on who you ask. Wait, St. Augustine Monster, so is it Ernest Hemingway? No. No, wait, that was the Florida... Wait, no, yeah, no, Florida Keys Monster. Yeah. Dang, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good literary joke. <laughs> <laughs> Got it wrong. Skeptics dismissed that this globster was me, though, saying instead it was decomposing fat from a sperm whale, which I feel like is a lot of globsters. That's a lot of globsters. Globsters. So gross. My physical description sounds like a sight to behold when I'm alive. I can grow to be over 75 feet long and have even been as big as 200 feet long. Oh, jeez. Some descriptions say I can change color, a characteristic I share with certain octopuses and other deep sea dwellers. Okay. But that's not the most prominent feature I have, nor is it the most prominent feature I have that I share with octopuses. <laughs> the general identification of me is as a giant, giant octopus, but eyewitnesses have described even more terrifying features, oh. making me monstrous and dragon-like. Some people even say I have the head of a shark to accompany my tentacled Are you lower half. Kraken? No, I'm no? not a kraken. Okay. I have been the, in this is where I'm pretty sure you're going to get it. Okay. I have been the inspiration for the History Channel's Monster Quest, as well as an episode of River Monster set in the blue holes of Andros, and a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. Do you know what I am? Sharktopus? Yep. Okay. The actual name is Aluska. Oh, yeah. I L-U-S-C-A. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I've never heard of Aluska, but I'm going to show you this illustration and we'll post it on the instagram but it at it's spoop hour at spoop hour it's it's literally just it's a sharktopus hello oh, yeah that's a sharktopus. It's a sharktopus and i can never think of the movie sharktopus without thinking of our third roommate who gets really mad about it because she's like that's not how it would move it would either swim like a shark or swim like an octopus and it doesn't neither which it's true if you've ever yeah. seen how it moves it doesn't move right, the way an octopus right, right. uses its tentacles so sci-fi Work on the sci part of your sci-fi. <laughs> but I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah, nice. A nice little quick featured yeah. creature. I was going to sass you one more time and say Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> but I decided not to. A lock isn't the ocean, ocean Sasha. Sasha. And I think we did say we were going to do lake monsters part of the way through Mermaid, so yeah. we were going to get a little loosey-goosey with what is and is not a mermaid. <laughs> I'm sure that there are lake mermaids. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, in Gravity Falls, there's a swimming pool mermaid. There you go. Yeah. And so. isn't it in Peter Pan that there's, like, the mermaid lagoon? lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically a lake. Yeah. So if you're a lake mermaid, go yeah. ahead and write to us, spoophour at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. Yeah. Tell us what it's like to be a, you know lake mermaid maybe your boobies aren't as buoyant mm -hmm. so you do need supportive seashells yeah. because lake water doesn't have salt yeah so, it so make it's not buoyant. gonna be as buoyant yeah, yeah. so want to start with history of mermaids i would love to and start with the history of mermaid. famous mermaids yeah notable mermaids international mermaids yes mermaids are very real cool <laughs> <laughs> she says cool <laughs> ready to go let's right. learn about mermaids it's mermaid y'all it turns out mermaids have a darker history than we all thought. So most of this I got from a Wired article in 2014 that was posted on Sasha's birthday. Yeah. So retroactively, happy birthday to 2014 Sasha. Thank you. What were you doing on your birthday in 2014? Mm, I was turning 24. Uh, I just started working at the school that I'm still at. Aww. Um, I probably just had dinner with my folks or mm. like kelsey and peter and hillary or That's something nice. like that yeah i yeah. don't know were something. you thinking about mermaids no probably not any more so than usual no no other than no. your baseline I think concept that was uh that was yeah you were still living i was um, still in sterling you, no you weren't in sterling oh in, in, in october no it, oh you're right i wasn't yeah, i was in, in fairfax Oakton, then yeah mm -hmm. um and i was a cat for halloween a few oh, weeks later oh yeah yep and that was when our other friend was Taylor Swift. Exactly. And I was Little Red Riding Hood. Exactly. It was a great time. None of us were mermaids. None of us were mermaids. I was a mermaid this past year. Mm. So bringing it full circle. All right. So thank you, Wired.com. This was an incredible article. I highly recommend you read all of it. They had a ton of information. I tried to whittle down to some of the more fun parts. Mm. 
According to Phantasmagoria, a compendium of monsters, myths, and legends, one of the earliest representations of a fish-human hybrid was 4,000 years ago. Hmm. His name oh. was Ea. 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 It's literally E-A. Okay. I'm assuming it's E-A. It could be E. I don't know. Or E-A. E-A. Yeah. yeah. E-A. Okay. Canadian. <laughs> E-A. <laughs> Ea was the Babylonian god of the sea. So, like many popular depictions of mermaid, his lower half was fish and his upper, upper half was human, and he was one of those gods that did more than one thing, hmm. because he brought humans arts and sciences, and he also battled evil. Nice. He was also the patron god of cleaners, which I just really enjoy as a detail, because, mm-hmm. like, how do you clean stuff? With oh, water. Yeah. yeah, so he's the patron god of cleaners. Yeah. Which, bless he was also pretty clearly the early form of Poseidon slash Neptune, mm-hmm. and he was the first merman. So what I thought was interesting is that one of the first mermaids isn't actually a mermaid. Yeah. It's a dude. It's a dude. It's a dude. It's a merman. Yeah, merman. <laughs> Everybody go watch Zoolander. <laughs> the earliest known mermaid who was recorded in some way, shape, or form was a fertility goddess called Atargatis in Syria. She also, like mm-hmm. Ea, was human up top and fish down below, and she was very closely affiliated with water. She had one of the biggest and fanciest temples in ancient Syria, and she even got a dedicated pond of sacred fish. Oh, yeah. Which I her. liked, you know. Oh, those are my sacred fish. Don't fuck mm. with them. I would like to be a sacred fish. Seems like a nice life. And then you've also got the Nereids of Roman mythology. Mm-hmm. And Pliny the Elder was one of the first naturalists in the world, and he chronicled them the same way he chronicled, like, dogs, (laughs) because Nereids were real. Mm -hmm. And he chronicled them as being half-human, half-fish nymphs, but even while half of them was human, it was still Mm -hmm. covered in scales. So he's like, they're still rough, they're kind of icky, but, you know, sea ladies, am I right? Yeah. He cited witness accounts of a large number of them washing up dead on a shore somewhere. He also wrote about seamen, and <laughs> then in my notes I put, <laughs> who would climb aboard ships under the cover of night and then sink them. So basically, cool. you had to be careful if you heard something weird in the middle of the night and one of the side of the ship started to list, mm-hmm. you had to check because it was probably some seamen on board that was weighing it down, and if you didn't get it off, it would sink the ship oh god i didn't intend to make that super gross joke there at the end that just kind of happened i'm so sorry (laughs) my mom listens to this podcast (laughs) the general rule of thumb in europe as far as mermaids were concerned was just avoid them in the 1500s like just don't don't fucks with it it's you're gonna regret it it's fine at best they were gonna be bad luck so like you know you fuck with a mermaid and then the rest of your life goes to shit like sirens, who sometimes are depicted as mermaids, yeah. they're trying to lure you to your death. Mm. Or, even worse, they're actively trying to cause you to die. Mm. In Carta Marina, a map by 16th century cartographer Olaus Magnus, he spent a lot of time making this map, writing up a list of sea monsters. Yes. Focusing on Scandinavia, which I believe is where he lived, Mm -hmm. and there is a big chunk of this list of sea monsters about mermaids. Hmm. According to the map, fishermen warn that if you reel in a mermaid and do not presently let them go, such a cruel tempest will arise and such a horrid lamentation of that sort of men comes with it, and some of other monsters joining with them that you would think the sky should fall. Good. Can you imagine buying a map and then having it be this extra? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm thinking about the, you know, here be monsters, yeah. you know, here be dragons. Yeah, it's that, but like <laughs> three pages of like, like, let me tell you about what's going to happen if you come across these monsters. Right. <laughs> and there's apparently no such thing. I know. Well. Mm, bummer. I know. Everybody's sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> course it wasn't all bad news as far as mermaids were concerned Mm. there were some harmless mermaid encounters i didn't come across anything that was like an explicitly good mermaid encounter. (laughs) like there was no like he fell overboard and the mermaid rescued him little mermaid style Mm -hmm. mostly it was just like the mermaid didn't kill anybody so bright side in 1430 in the netherlands after a storm a dike near Edam broke, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is some sort of city. Mm-hmm. 
Some girls in a rowboat came across a mermaid struggling in these shallow and muddy waters near where the dike had broken. Right. They helped the mermaid into the boat and they took her home to wash her up. She never learned how to speak, though. Mm. And in my notes, I put, according to legend, which tells me that they apparently kept her. Huh. Which, like, maybe put the fish woman back where you found her. Just a thought. Like, she's mm. maybe not going to want to live in your bathtub. Right. Like, we've all seen Shape of Water. I haven't. Oh. We haven't all seen Shape of Water. I haven't seen the Bucky Fish Man movie yet. Bucky <laughs> Fish Man. But we, we're all familiar with why SeaWorld is bad for whales. Right, like, yeah. you maybe don't want to keep stuff in captivity unless you absolutely have to. Right. So maybe don't keep your mermaid in your bathtub. Hmm. 1430 Dutch girls? Like, come on. <laughs> maybe it's like that movie, you know. Splash? Uh, Aquamarine. Or Splash, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, teen, I'm just thinking, like, like preteen girls yeah. fighting a mermaid. Yeah. 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 Or Splash, where he, like, liberates her from a science thing and falls in love with her. Yeah. Because it's Daryl Hannah. When I was watching that movie when I was little, I still didn't understand the concept of, like, cuts or that movies were fiction Mm. and stuff. So, like, one of the things with Splash was I was like, they hold their breath for so long. Because there's the scene at the end where he goes into the ocean after her. Right. And, like, I remember one of the times we watched it, I was sitting at home trying to hold my breath for as long as Tom Hanks does. Because I'm like... Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna drown, bro. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sometimes in movies, I like uh, just to see. Yeah, like I hold my breath with the characters. Yeah, and to then see. if it goes like too long, I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. This I is can't implausible. Suspend my disbelief anymore. I was on board for when Daryl Hannah was a mermaid, but this Tom Hanks's indomitable lung capacity. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, right. Zero stars would not recommend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really like the movie Splash. Yeah, but Aquamarine is another. Aquamarine? or something. I think it's called, or yeah. like Ultramarine. Ultramarine, yeah, something, something, like, something to that It's effect. a color of some kind. Yeah, and, and it's like three teenage girls, girls are shocked when one of them turns out to be a mermaid. Or like no, they, they find a mermaid. Oh, they find a mermaid. Yeah, they That's find a mermaid. It yep. It's like, you know, like you and your best friends do when you're wandering on the beach and you just come across a girl and you're like, all right, this seems fine. You never know. You never know. That face tells me that you have come across a mermaid. Podcasts are not a visual medium. Sasha's making a face that says that she's seen mermaids and that she and her three best friends at the beach were just walking and came across a mermaid one day. Is this why you guys insist on having a bathtub at the new place? Huh? Is it for your mermaid friend? No. Because if so, her punk ass needs to pay rent. Hashtag just saying. Anyway... Then you have the That was a strange tangent. (laughs) That was a strange tangent, but also she should pay rent. (laughs) If you have a mermaid living in your bathtub, charge that bitch some money. Then there's the bishop fish and the monk fish, Mm -hmm. which is great because monk fish is actually a thing. It's a weird looking fish. Mm -hmm. This one, however, was described by 16th century French naturalist Guillaume Rondelet. Basically, these were, like, unsexy mermaids. So instead of being, like, sexy ladies or hot dudes, they were literally a, they looked like a bishop or a monk. Mm. So just what you want to look for when you're, like, lonely in the ocean for days and days and you're like, oh, man, I really need some company. And it's like, hello there, I'm the bishop. (laughs) Have you prayed lately? In... In Rondelet's part of the Encyclopedia Metropolitana, he describes the sea monk as follows, and this is a beautiful description and I want it put on my tombstone. Mm -hmm. The face was human but coarse and clownish, the head smooth and without hair, a sort of hood resembling that of a monk covered the shoulders, Mm -hmm. and that its lower parts ended in a spreading tail. Oh, good. The bishop fish, on the other hand, was, quote, yet more wonderful being clad by nature in the garb of a bishop. Allegedly, these two mer-creatures were documented when they were brought to the king of Poland as a gift, but he was so magnanimous and kind that he ordered they be returned to the ocean whence they came. (sighs) And so they went off their little merry bishop and monkfish ways. And Wired, I'm going to pull this up, because this is a, it's a really great picture. Hmm. And it's like... Okay, I no longer think mermaids are sexy, so thank you for taking that away from me. Because mm-hmm. they're among probably the sexier cryptids. Yeah. I would say, just in terms of general reputation. I mean, look at the fucky Fishman movie. Right. I mean, I'm making fun of it. I cried for the last, like, 45 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> look at them. Hello. 
Oh yeah, nope. I almost, I almost put that in my notes too. Nice. That guy, I thought he was like so funny looking. I love him. Look at his little look arms. Look at his little spiny tentacles. We'll post this on the Instagram, so but <laughs> tag yourself. I think I'm this one. Does that make you do you that one? Or which one do you relate more to? <laughs> Both. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no from me, a, Doug. It's a no from me, Doug. <laughs> well, tag yourself when we post it on the Instagram and let us know, because yeah. you know, it's important for me to know, right? Even John Smith of Pocahontas story fame believed in mermaids and got swept up in the mermaid shenanigans. He saw one off the coast of Newfoundland in 1614, saying that her long green hair imparted to her an original character that was by no means unattractive. So you heard it here first, folks. John Smith is the inspiration behind The Shape of Water because he wanted to bone that mermaid. I was just thinking about at Disney World in, oh, I can't think of the name of the restaurant now, but it's like in the, col- not colonial area, but like the old town area mm-hmm. near Haunted Mansion. Yeah. There's a, one of those ship, ship busty mermaids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Sasha put her arms behind her back and did a little like shimmy. Yeah, like, you know, because they don't have their arms like out in front, right? <laughs> but her, her boobs are kind of like too rectangular and her oh, eyes no. point in different directions oh no yeah we had Bless. a good time just staring at it it was very scary that was scarier than haunted mansion <laughs> the damn the ship lady poor ship lady she's doing her best yeah i know we can't control the shape of our boobs we can only guide them with bras i know but she may have wood you would yeah, thought someone like would have done done her better <laughs> I mean, you would think that they would get at least get, like, a mannequin to look at. Right. Or, like, they sell those, like, figure drawing dudes. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to get one of those and then, like, put the arms behind the back and then just, like, draw what it looks like? And, like, maybe check to make sure the eyes are going the same way. I right, don't know. Exactly. I'm just riffing here. I'm not an artist. But if you are, if you helped carve that poor mermaid, go ahead and write to us because we have questions. <laughs> like, do better by your ladies. Anyway, Columbus... Shockingly, Shockingly, in the middle of all of his raping and pillaging, also saw some mermaids. Specifically when they were off the coast of the Dominican Republic. Mm. He described the site in his diary as, quote, three mermaids who came quite high out of the water, but were not as pretty as they are depicted, for somehow in the face they look like men. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he was like, eh, wouldn't hit it. Wouldn't hit it. Wouldn't hit it. Zero out of ten. Would not hit So, what even are mermaids? We just don't know. But what they probably are is dugongs. And it's because dugongs are all over the world, specifically the parts of the world that see a lot of mermaids. They are the sexy water ladies. So, they would have been present in the waters around the Syrian and Babylonian empires. And as for the bad luck and the reputation of sinking ships associated with mermaids Mm -hmm. and mermen... Dugongs, like their cousins, the manatee, often swim in the more shallow waters. Right. So if a ship were seeing the dugong next to it, it was probably in shallower water than it realized. Right. Which means it was at risk of running aground. So it would be like, oh, we were super far out. I can't believe we're taking on water. It's because you ran aground. It's not the dugong's fault. And I have a dugong story that I have been sitting on since I came back from Australia. All right, let's hear it. So... While we were there, we went to the Sydney Sea Life, which mm-hmm. is an aquarium that rehabilitates all of the aquarium animals. Right. And they have a set of dugongs there named Pig and, I believe it was, was it Wushu? I think it was Wushu. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pig the dugong really liked us. Like, he was following us around the tank, which was very charming at first, mm-hmm. until we were looking at him and we were like, sorry what's that below pig's waist because that motherfucker had whipped his dick out so i have now seen a dugong penis so i've basically seen a merman at this point it was like oh what a cutie he's got such a nice little face and then we were like wait a second that's a penis so that's my dugong stories. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would have immediately noticed. <laughs> it be- After that photo was taken, yeah. he got it all the way out. Oh, okay. So it became a lot more obvious. Gotcha. Right there, it's it's basically, like, just the tipping itself. Okay. But, like, when fully extended, it looks like a cucumber with, like, an odd star at the end. 
Uh-huh. And Christy and I were just looking at it like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then Christy was like, I guess it's probably for the best that we're both creeped out by it and not like, hmm, I guess dugongs have nice penises. Mm-hmm. I and would I'm hit like, that. I'd hit that. Shape so, of water, too. Yeah, shape of water. <laughs> Smash Courtney. cut to title card. <laughs> right. Courtney rescues a dugong. Oh, no. I um, do not gong. I, I, it does have a more ladylike shape. So if you're thinking of a manatee, it's basically just a blob. The dugong has kind of that more, it does have, like, the streamlined tail that flares out the right. way we think of mermaid tails. Mm-hmm. So if you were looking at it from above and you were a really horny sailor, could kind of see how maybe a dugong wrapped in some kelp would be a sexy lady that you wanted to hit. Cool. So, I guess, for me, I'm going to start with just a rundown of the Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid, which is very different from Disney Little Mermaid, which I think people closer in age to us and much younger like basically anyone who's been like conscious conscious since 1989 would be familiar with the disney version of the story maybe not necessarily hans christian anderson my first exposure to this version was as a small child my i had uh illustrated fairy tale books Mm -hmm. from japan all written in japanese and their fairy tale stories or the, the kids' versions of the stories were more closely aligned to Hans Christian Andersen, but usually with happier endings. Oh, well, that's um, good. And more colorful, like, less violent. But they weren't the Disney versions of right. things. So, like, my uh, uh, initial understanding of Little Mermaid was a combination of the Hans Christian Andersen adapted Japanese one yeah. plus the Disney Little Mermaid. Okay. But a couple of, like, weird details that kind of fit Spoo Power. <laughs> First off, mermaids live for 300 years. Oh, good! According to Hans Christian Andersen. That's too long. And when they die, they turn to sea foam and cease to exist because they have no eternal soul. Oh! Yeah, so oh, that mermaids explain- are soulless. Okay. okay. And so, you know... Sorry, real quick yeah. question. Do you mm-hmm. think that means that Hans Christian Andersen thought that all sea foam was dead mermaids? I mean, probably. I hmm. think that's That's, that's a lot is. of dead mermaids. But yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. That's all. All right. <laughs> Or maybe it's not necessarily that all seafoam is dead mermaids, but mermaids turn into seafoam. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Hashtag not all dead mermaids. Or, or hashtag not all seafoam. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> she, just like in the Disney version, sees this prince on uh, above the water once she's old enough to go up and see what's above water. Like, when you turn 15, you're allowed to, like, start going up co- closer okay. to the surface. So it's like getting your driver's license. Right. So she also, just like in the movie, rescues the prince, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, she wants to go see what the hubbub is on land. She exchanges not just her beautiful voice, but also her tongue um, for legs. Consuming the potion from the sea witch will make her feel as if a sword is being passed through her body, and when she recovers, she will have two human legs and be able to dance like no other human can. So she she's gotten rid of her beautiful voice for, like, beautiful dancing skills. Yeah. However, she will constantly feel as if she's walking on sharp knives. Oh. And her feet will bleed terribly. Oh, no! Yep. That's a horrible um, trait. And she will only obtain a soul if she wins the love of the prince and marries him, because a part of his soul will then flow into her. Okay. But if she fails and he marries someone else, she will die with a broken heart and dissolve into sea foam at the dawn of the next day. Yikes. So the prince is mesmerized when he first meets the mermaid on land by her beauty and grace, and he loves to watch her dance. And she dances for him despite suffering excruciating pain with every step. Yikes. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He eventually ends up marrying another girl um, after mistaking the... An, not realizing that the mermaid is the one who saved him, oh. but he thought another girl at the temple, like, where the mermaid had taken him, had mm-hmm. saved him. Anyway, um, and so it's not the sea witch. The sea witch doesn't, it's not like... It, yeah, in, she's, yeah, she's, she's not, not deliberately sabotaging. Right. So the little mermaid's heart breaks, and before mm-hmm. sunrise after the wedding, she thinks of everything she's sacrificed and all the pain she's endured, and thinks of the death that awaits her. Her sisters rise out of the water and bring an, her a knife that the sea witch has given them in exchange for their long, beautiful hair. So even her sisters sacrifice something of Aww. themselves to help her. If the little mermaid kills the prince and lets his blood drip, drip on her feet, she will become a mermaid once more and her suffering will end. She can return to the ocean, to her family, and pretend like none of this has happened. All right. But she ends up not being able to kill the prince. Like, she mm-hmm. can't bring herself to do it. So instead, she throws her the knife and herself overboard of the ship that mm-hmm. they're on and lands in the water just as dawn breaks. 
Her body mm. dissolves into foam, but instead of ceasing to exist, she suddenly feels the warm sun and discovers that she's turned into a luminous and ethereal spirit. She's greeted by other beings like herself and told that because she was being so selfless and she Aww. worked so hard, she had her heart set on becoming, you know, a human, mm-hmm. that she can now serve others by doing good good deeds for mankind for 300 years, and then she'll get into heaven. Aww. So, still stuck. I mean... Doing, she's kind of in, like, a weird purgatory, but she'll eventually make it to heaven. Yeah, somehow it's both more bleak and less bleak than I was expecting. <laughs> right. It's, it's not... It's still just not a happy story. Yeah, like, I knew she turned into foam at the end. That was about all I knew yeah, about the, the Hans night, Christian the, the, the pain part yeah, I did wasn't not expecting. Know, yeah. Did not expect the feet bleeding. Mm-mm. I never expect feet bleeding in any story no. I listen to, frankly. No, never. Did not know that she was offered, well, if you just kill the prince, like, you'll be fine. It's yeah. whatevs. Yeah. And then did not know that she deliberately sacrificed herself and then was told, it's okay. You'll make it work. Just another 300 years of existing. Yep. I, I knew the stabby part, and I knew the seafoam part at the end, yeah. and I knew that he, she doesn't end up with the prince in yeah. that version of the story, but I didn't know about the pain. Mm. So that's cool. That's that's great. I wonder why Disney changed it. Uh, I wonder why <laughs> Disney changes a lot of things. Can you imagine children seeing that movie? Right. What the fuck, Mom? There are other adapta- film adaptations that are closer to the Hans Christian Andersen one, including like animated ones for kids, but they're sense. maybe not as dark. Not as just gruesome. like the just like the children's book that I had from Japan. Yeah. It touched on most of it, but it wasn't as gruesome. Yeah. yeah. I think in the seventh grade we had like a folk tales unit, and mm-hmm. I got a book of English folk tales, and I think. It included a version of that one, but it was, basically, it just included, like, she turned into foam. Yeah. Like, it didn't include anything else. It was just, like, she wanted to be a human. While human, she met the prince. She fell in love. He didn't love her back. Right. She turned into foam. Yeah. Like, it was very brief. Yeah. But. I like the, the, I need to find the kids' version that I have, because yeah. it's, like, super, like, super kawaii. Oh. It's really cute. <laughs> and there's also, there's a Japanese animated version of oh, nice. The Little Mermaid that's also really cute. I think yeah. it's done by the same people who, like, did their early Sailor Moon as Ooh, well. So it's, like, it's just, Sailor like, stylistically yeah. really pleasing. All right. All right. So we'll watch that next time we watch something. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I found a little bit more on International Mermaids. So you did mention earlier the well, Atagatis from Syria, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, again, like you said, the oldest known myth. A little bit more backstory, she was a goddess who fell in love with a human shepherd, but her divine strength accidentally killed him. I mean, who hasn't been Right. (laughs) Um, And so overcome with grief and guilt, she attempted to drown herself in the ocean. Um, Gods usually turned into fish when they dove into the sea, but the goddess was too beautiful for that fate. (laughs) So the transformation (laughs) stopped halfway through and she became the first mermaid. You keep telling me things that I'm not prepared to hear. Yeah, no, that's why when you you were talking about the Atagatas earlier, I was like, oh, Oh, okay, she's gonna cover it yeah. for me. And you didn't mention that detail. I didn't I was know like, that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wondered. I did wonder when I was doing that research. I was like, I wonder why she's closely associated with the sea. It's not like you know, it's like life and rebirth, all yeah. sea word. No, whatever. she was too beautiful. She was so just the too hot to be a fish, which is the <laughs> alternate title to Shape of Water. It's too hot to be a fish. Too hot to be a fish. All right, <laughs> and some I guess other like kind of ancient folk tale-y mermaid. And I wouldn't, I don't know if I would classify this as a mermaid at all, but thinking of the Odyssey mm-hmm. and one of Odysseus's ma- major distractions, the sirens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the sirens being just like a lot of common mermaid tales are that, you know, they're singing and mm-hmm. they lure men to their deaths, sure. right? And so the sirens as well distract yeah. Odysseus and his men, right? I and, did see in some of, I didn't include it obviously mm-hmm. in my notes, but like, Sometimes sirens are depicted as, as being mermaids. mermaids. Right, yeah. yeah. So they're saying like, it's commonly depicted as mermaids. Yeah. Their beauty equals that of their deadly songs. Yeah. But in the original text of the Odyssey, they don't have fish bodies, they have bird bodies. Yeah! So, um, bird bodies. And that, which makes them more like harpies. Yeah. But, yeah. Either way, here are some women singing in the water, <laughs> then you're probably going to have a shipwreck. And they're like, man, I want to fuck that bird, lady. I want to fuck that bird. <laughs> Gonna fuck that bird. Oh, God. Have you seen the clip on YouTube of the weatherman who inexplicably goes, keep fucking that chicken on the air? No. Oh, it's so good. I'll show it to you after this. Oh, but if you God. haven't seen it, look it up. It comes out of nowhere. Like, they transfer over to, he's like, it takes a tough man to deliver a tender forecast like that. 
And the weatherman just kind of goes, ha, ha, ha. And then he goes, keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> it's like, what? What he just must happened? Have been possessed right? by a really horny ghost. Yeah. That Jeez. really likes birds. <laughs> Who's like, I'm going to fuck that bird. Right. Yeah. All right, so going back to mermaids. <laughs> mermaids. Now. Um, so as we all know, I love a chance to talk about Japan. <laughs> so what? Um, in Japan, they have things called ningyo, which mm-hmm. is funny because it sounds like doll, but it's different kanji. Uh. But it's a giant fish with a human's face and a monkey <laughs> mouth. Yes. Sometimes horns and fangs. I've seen illustrations with the horns and fangs. Well, I think we just found you a Halloween um, costume, right? Anyone who eats ningyo will have eternal youth and beauty. But catching one often brings terrible storms and misfortunes to entire villages. Hmm. If you get a ningyo that washes onto the beach, it's usually an omen of war or calamity. Hmm. If you have ever seen the Ghibli movie Ponyo, Mm -hmm. that one is based half on, like, that Japanese folkloric ningyo and Mm -hmm. just a little bit on Little Mermaid, um, the idea of the little fish princess Mm -hmm. becoming a human child and, you know, spending her life on land. Yeah. But, yeah, they, some fishermen see, because they live in a fishing port. Right. They see Sosuke with this little, like, fish-faced girl, Mm -hmm. or this, sorry, girl-faced fish. There you go. And (laughs) It's hard to say which would be worse. (laughs) And, but a bunch of people freak out. Right. And the first time that I saw it, I was like, huh? But it makes more sense that, you know, you don't want this human-faced fish Mm -hmm. because that is a bad omen. Right. But, like, if you happen across one, like, if it washes up on your shores, would that one be good to eat or no? No, you just don't want it because it's it's just, it's still, even if it washes up on shore, that is, like... don't don't fucks with it. It's it's a bad omen. Like, storms or war or calamity is on its way. Gotcha. So that's part of, like, why, like, everyone in Ponyo is, like, freaking out about that. Um, and also you talked about dugongs earlier. In Okinawa, mm-hmm. they also believe in ningyo, and they also see dugong as ningyo. Uh... And so dugong are especially off-limits. Okay. And I don't know if any of that has to do with a lot of the anti-base sentiment down mm-hmm. there, but they are trying to protect dugong habitats by not having any more American military bases built in Okinawa. Makes sense. But I don't think it's because they are emblematic of ningyo, but it's more just like, let's not be a dick to earth <laughs> yeah, let's, and nature. Let's, can we just um, be cool guys? Right. And so, yeah, so there's, there's dugong okay. in Okinawa. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, know there was dugong there, but I guess yeah. it is warmer, so that mm-hmm. would make sense. Yeah. A few, I, I don't remember which episode this was, and you said you didn't remember me telling the story yes. but i know, know that did. i did but okay. i'm going to tell it again tell me so again. the most famous folk uh folk story about a ningyo is called yao bikuni mm-hmm. which is the 800 year buddhist priestess and it's or it could also be the hapyaku bikuni the story tells how a fisherman who lived in wakasa province once caught an unusual fish in all his years fishing he had never seen anything like it so he invited his friends over to sample its meat One of the guests, however, peeked into the kitchen and noticed that the head of the fish had a human face and warned the others not to eat it. So when the fisherman finished cooking and offered his guests the ningyo's grilled flesh, they secretly wrapped it in paper and hid it on their person so it could be discarded on the way home. They didn't want to be rude. They were just, like, doing the thing, like, fake eating it. Mm, Mmm, yummy, so good, and they took it in their pocket. But one man who was drunk on sake forgot to throw the strange fish away. Oh, no. And this man had a little daughter who demanded a present when her father arrived home. Uh-oh. He carelessly handed her the bundle that had the fish in it. Oh, no. But then, coming to his senses, the father stri- tried to stop her from eating it, fearing she would be poisoned, but he was too late and she had finished it all. <sighs> but nothing particularly bad seemed to happen to the girl afterwards, and so he didn't worry about it too long. But years passed, and the girl grew up, and she was married. But after that, she didn't age anymore. Mm. So she just kept, kept that same youthful appearance while her husband grew old and died. And after many years of perpetual youth and becoming widowed again and again and again, the woman finally became a nun and wandered through various countries. Finally, she returned to her hometown in Wakasa, where she finally was able to, like, pe- pass on after yeah. 800 years. But she was a Buddhist priestess who, huh. like, would wander. Yeah, she was, like, a nomadic priestess who would yeah because of because of the ningyo yeah but i remember telling like a more horrifying version of the story to you maybe that's why yeah. i don't i was yeah, like this, I is, the, this is the this, this is the less less this horrifying is the nicer one. one i will yeah. say this does remind me of some modern american literature please don't hit me 
Twilight Breaking Dawn. Oh, God. Because Renesmee, the stupid baby they have in book four, spoilers, her whole thing is she's going to age up to be, like, 20, 25, and then just stop aging and stay at that age Mm -hmm. forever. So I wonder if Stephanie Meyer knew this or if Stephanie Meyer was just making up some bullshit so that Jacob could fuck that baby. Yes. I have a lot of thoughts about Twilight. If you would um, like to hear them, email spoopower at gmail.com. One of my favorite things on the Ningyo page on Wikipedia mm-hmm. is talking about, like, where Ningyo has shown up in pop culture. Mm-hmm. And in the anime Yokai Watch, mm-hmm. a Ningyo appears, and they refer to it as a Ningyo in the Japanese one, but in the English dub, they call it a mermaiden. <laughs> <laughs> is that, like, how they ate all those donuts and, on Pokemon? Right. And they, so, but I like that pun, right? Instead yeah. of Ningyo, it's a mermaiden. Yeah. And then Yao Bikuni, the 800-year priestess, appears as Mermadonna Ooh, instead. Mermadonna. Yeah, well, because, you know, the, the Madonna, yeah, right? I and like it. So it's, it's like when the mermaiden evolves. It, it basically is. Merma- <laughs> Mermadonna is mermaiden's evolved form. <laughs> but, yeah, she's the Madonna. She's the holy yeah, mother, she's... you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So she's Mermadonna. Mermadonna. Oh, man. Right, Madonna, I have a great idea for your next album. Right, Mermadonna. Mermadonna. Um, there is one other kind of sea lady creature in uh-huh. Japan, and she's called the Nude Onna. Mm-hmm. And she's got the face of a hare and a woman, but she has the eyes and teeth of a snake, and she also has the body of a snake. Hot. So she's <laughs> like basically like a woman sea serpent. Yeah. She sits by the shore cradling a bundle to trick humans into st- thinking she's a distressed mother holding a baby. Oh. And if a passerby picks up her bundle, it becomes so heavy, it pins them to the rocks, and then she uses her long, pointed tongue to drain their blood. Hot. Hot. <laughs> um, in, we talked about this before in our St. Patrick's Day episode, but mm-hmm. in Ireland, Scotland, UK, mm-hmm. Northern Islands, you know. Oh. Whole, that whole thing. We've got the Selkies, who hey. are gentle creatures who live their lives as seals while in the water and shed their skin to become human on land. But they're frequently equated with mermaids because in Gaelic stories they're associated with... Uh-oh. Oh no, no Sasha didn't I... look up how to pronounce the Gaelic. But they're called maids of the sea. Oh, that's so many letters. <laughs> so many I'm going to say it's Machian Mara. Maybe. But maid of the sea. <laughs> but Selkie legends usually You know who could tell tra- us? Huh? Beak, beak podcast. They're Irish. I think oh. it's, they say bake. It means bake. mouth, like shut your oh, mouth. Okay, but nice. They can tell us. Can so tell please us. email us. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, but yeah, they usually end in tragedy. They mm. usually have a selkie see seal skin getting stolen. Right. Selkie getting married, having children with a human, only to find it's seal skin and getting called back to the sea. We talked about this in St. Patrick's Day episode. Yeah, and Sasha it. got it in like three words. Exactly. It was exciting. I'm pretty sure I just said, I live in the sea, but also I don't. And you go, it's a selkie. And I was like, God damn it. Right. <laughs> Um, there's also another group that's associated with Scottish folklore mm-hmm. of other creatures that inhabit one particular strait. Uh-huh. According to legend, they would appear in groups only with their torsos raised out in the water. <laughs> they were the Blue Man group. Oh! Sorry. Yeah. They're a thing in, um, Terry Pratchett has... Yeah. It's not necessarily part of the Discworld series. It's sort of like a mini-series unto itself. But the Tiffany Aching books, she has the Wee Free Men, and they're the little, little blue dudes. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, they're, they're blue men. Yeah. They travel in groups. They're not the blue man group. They don't have uh, drums. I was gonna say, do they, but, do they percuss at all? But or? they wave to sailors in a friendly manner, and then the sailors assume they're innocent people in need of rescue, but when the sailors got closer, they would see the unnatural blueness of the men's skin and the elongated, twisted feature of their faces. Mm-hmm. And if you, you are a sailor and you get close enough to recognize the blue men, you are close enough to become their prey, Yay. and the blue men would drag them into the water and feast on their flesh. Oh, see, the knackback seagull, mm-hmm. they steal cows. Oh, okay. So, they don't well, eat people, they just steal Well, this is the, the, the water blue man group. <laughs> or as they call them, coo beasties, which I quite like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Highland coos. Yeah. All right. so floppy. So in African folklore, there's the water spirit Mamiwata, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes described as a mermaid, sometimes as a snake charmer, and occasionally a combination of both. Ooh. Um, it's found in many African folk stories from across the continent, and the legend of Mamiwata made its way to the Americas during the Atlantic slave trade. Yep, heavy shit. Uh, she can sometimes take human form, but she's never fully human, and she is most closely associated with healing, fertility, and sex. Oh. Yeah. In Brazil, they have the Iara, 
and or the Lady of the Waters. She's originally known as a water snake, but through folklore has become an immortal woman with green eyes and brown skin who is known to lure sailors to her underwater palace where they become her lovers. Ooh. Ooh. is also blamed for many accidents in the Amazon, especially those where men disappear. So oh, that's like so the explanation for why men disappear in the Amazon River. Yep. They're like, I want to fuck so, that fish and then... Yeah, so she's a, uh, she's a river mermaid. She's a river mermaid. In New Zealand, there's the Marakihau and the Maori folklore. It, this is like shared through the Maori folklore mm-hmm. and seen in some carvings. They're a little bit more intense than typical mermaids. The Teniwa or a guardian of the sea. It has a human head and a body of a very long fish as well as a long tubular tongue that is Not often tongues. blamed for destroying canoes and swallowing large quantities of fish. <laughs> Destroying canoes. Um, what got your canoe? Well, this tongue came out of nowhere. My, my favorite thing about all these international mermaid stories is they remind me of, like, international dragon stories. Yeah. Where there's just, like, dragons in every Yeah, thing. everybody has a dragon. It's just a little bit different, but some stuff carries through, like, right. their weird tongues or their serpentiness or, or whatever. bewitching men and, yeah. you know, luring men, whatever. Yeah. In France, there's the Melzun, a feminine spirit found in many... Me- medieval european folk stories she has a serpentine tail and occasionally sports wings in france germany luxembourg and albania they have some varying tales as well the general legend describes her as a willful maiden who attempts revenge on her father on behalf of her mother only to be punished by her mother with the serpent's tail it's especially connected with france and the royal french house of lusignan claimed to be descendants of her images of the sea fairy can be seen all over the world Especially on coffee cups, because she's the Starbucks oh, mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have. I didn't know she was a specific mermaid. Yeah, it's the it's they they use a Melzoon like mermaid as its logo. That's cool. Yeah, because I always heard that 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 logo is like a fertility thing. Yeah, too. But hmm. I don't know if Starbucks has made me any more fertile. Well, you have zero babies. I so have if zero it has, babies. I wonder how many babies you would have had without the Starbucks. Exactly. Probably a negative number. Negative number. Somehow they would have been taken away from you. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Also in Ireland, I forgot to mention this one earlier, we have the Murrow. They they wear this magical cap called a Kulin Juith. Also didn't look up how to You're doing that. great. And it enables marrows to live underwater. Uh, Female marrows with their long green hair are similar to traditional sirens. They're beautiful half-human fish. Like, great. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, sirens. Foxy fish ladies. Male marrows, however, are considered hideous and frightening. And they're more fish than man. So it's like the opposite of what we see in nature when, like, the male bird is, like, hot AF. And the female bird's like, I'm just brown. Yeah, this is just really ugly. Um, And they're also mean. They're really cruel. They're so cruel that marrow women were said to often have relationships with human men instead of marrow men because they're so mean. And we all know how terrible human men can be, Um, so, like, damn. And their offsprings might have scales or webbing between their fingers. Marrows frequently become tired of the land and try to find a way to return to the sea with or without their human family. So again, they, they wear a hat or something that helps them get into the water. Whatever. Love it. In Russia, we have the Rusalki, uh-huh. and they are water nymphs of Slavic myth, and okay. they were originally considered benevolent because they came out of the water in the spring to water crops. Okay. But mythology also has a darker side, because they are also thought to be the spirits of girls who've died violently, and thus they frequently lure men and children to their own watery deaths. Sometimes they are murdered by other people, other times Great. they are girls who've committed suicide. Can we just, like, stop right. harming women until they have to become some sort of supernatural entity? Yeah. Like, please? <laughs> the great thing about them, their translucent skin gives them a ghost-like appearance. Ooh. And they'll sometimes use their long hair to trap and entangle their victims. Good. So it's like the girl from the ring. Oh, but yeah. But mermaid. Yeah, I'm imagining those phones from, like, the late 80s, early 90s that were clear and you could mm. see all the, like, shit inside of them. But, like, people. Oh, you know, I'm just... I'm. Just got this like flash of a scary movie that I forgot existed. Oh, no. um, it's called Exte. Ex- short for Extensions. It's a Japanese mm-hmm. horror movie about extension hair extensions that like possess a woman and murder people. It came out like twelve years ago. Kind of like, like uh, I think it's called Body Parts, where it's like 
people who were on death row or whatever, mm-hmm. you get, like, their limbs in a transplant, oh. and then the limb has its own, a mind of its own. Like, if you get a murderer's this hand, it's gonna want to do some the murder. Simpsons. Oh, was it? Right, or, like, the episode, the Halloween episode where Homer gets a hair transplant, but it was from Snake, and they execute him live on television. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep, and the hair makes him want to yeah. kill Bart. And, yeah. Yep, okay. It must, it must be a send-off of, I think it's, it's I, I think it's it, called it Body Parts. I don't right. watch horror movies. I don't know. The last one is the Finfolk from Norway. Oh, that's cute. Oh, is that cute? Finfolk. They are the they are the least like a traditional version of a mermaid. Yes. Because they are the shapeshifters of the sea. Ooh. They're considered nomads who can alternate between living on land and their ancestral home, Finfolkahim. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute, right? They tend to have an antagonistic relationship with humans. Oh, they will often cute. abduct humans for their spouses, making them more servant than partner. Less cute. And they also have an affinity for silver. And you might be able to escape from their grasp if you go, hey, look, a silver coin, and look. chuck it as hard <laughs> as you can. So the moral of the story is make sure you always have something shiny on your person. Right? You're like, oh, I've got some silver. Oh, look, there it goes. Look, go get it. And then take off. Like that scene in Moana. Exactly. With the, with the sparkly guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So those are my international merfolk. Those are fun. I Aren't like those. Fun? Those are a lot more fun than like European, like general yeah. boring, like English mermaids. I really want to go see the Little Mermaid statue in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we got to start saving now. Yeah. <laughs> Throw money at us so we can go to Denmark. Because <laughs> we're moving. That costs money. <laughs> that, weirdly. Weirdly. <laughs> it's not free. But what is free is the joy we get from mermaids. Yeah. That was, that was fun. I like how different all of the mermaids are, but then there are this, like, common themes, and a lot of them are men being like, I want to fuck that fish. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, of all the things to carry through all cultures. Right? That unites I, us as a people. That unites us as a people. It's we just, all want to fuck fish. So Shape ha- of water. If you haven't seen this, the, the tagline for Shape of Water, so we all want to fuck we fish. We all want to fuck fish. Guillermo del Toro, I'm so sorry. I loved that movie. I cried like a baby for the last, like, 45 minutes of it. But it's also very fun to make fun of. Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> I'll eventually watch this movie. It's, it's I'll, I'll watch it eventually. It's not as gruesome as a lot of his movies can be. Yeah. There are, like, three scenes that I can write down for you when yeah. you need to look away, because I couldn't do them, mm-hmm. so you probably can't do them nope. either. Nope. Because we're both wibbly, <laughs> and, like, the I saw it with my boyfriend, and he was like, it's not that bad, and I'm like, yes it is, I can't look! Yeah. And then, like, part of it was when I was still, like, hideously crying, so, you know, it was just yeah. a whole fun grab bag of emotion. Good. But, good. yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. And that's Mermaid, y'all. Yeah. So if we missed your favorite kind of mermaid, mm-hmm. if you want to... Oh, this is actually a relevant text message. My mom just texted me. Do you and Sasha want to do the Ouija board thing at my Airbnb? Because <laughs> my mom's coming for a visit over Memorial Day Oh weekend. my god, yes. Let's do it in the Airbnb <laughs> that right. doesn't belong to us. Just leave that mess behind for someone else. We'll, we'll do it on like the last day that my mom's there right. so it doesn't fucks with her. Oh my god. Because I love my mom and I don't want bad things to happen. The other option is to do it here, here on June, June 10th. 10th. Spoiler alert, we're moving on June, June 10th. 10th. So, we'll, once we get all our shit out, we'll just, like, come back and do a Ouija board in the empty apartment. Right? Oh, yeah. Before, anyway, so, yeah. sorry. Yeah. If you have a favorite mermaid that we didn't get to, as always, spoophour at gmail.com. Check out our friend podcasts. Check out our most recent Follow Friday post for a list of some of them. I know I always forget some. Um, specifically, check out 33% Pulp. Our last episode was a collaboration with mm-hmm. them for Shakespeare. And I believe this week. So they had some sound issues, issues with their next book. So they are releasing our companion episode to their previous book, The Conjure Wife, as their episode this week. So yep. that should go up. Actually, if you're listening to this, it's probably up because they also post new episodes on Tuesdays. Yep. So you can do back-to-back spoop hour listening to us giggle about... Because that, that was a fun episode to record with them. Um, and again, go watch Witches Brew on YouTube. Just keep because watching it. it's on YouTube it, for free. So good. It's from the I, 80s. It's I don't great. know who put it on YouTube, but they are an American hero. Right. It is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> plug that I want to do is for Dandelion Wine Collective, the DWC. They are an independent publishing group in from Baltimore, and they just put out a collection 
called The Sun and the Wayward Wind, a visual anthology of new legends and lore. And so it's like a spooky and kind of heartwarming. Some of the stories are various different moods, but it's all about like cryptids and um, folklore and whatnot and like each author's interpretation. And it's, it's, it's a graphic novel or comic style. So it's really cool. They've put their previous anthologies on their website before for mm-hmm. purchase. This one was funded through Kickstarter, um, and I jumped on it immediately because <laughs> they ha- mentioned they like name dropped the Jersey Devil, and I think the he's moth- our homeboy. I, I think I saw Mothman, Mothman in here. There, there are just a bunch of like really cool things. Um, so Dandelion Wine Collective, I'm sure they'll put this out. We can post the online at some point. Yeah, it's really cute. Answer. I'm really excited to read it. Just from glancing yeah. over your shoulder, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to borrow that because it's so yeah. cute. It's super cute. And the illustrations are lovely. Yeah. A lot, lot of gorgeous. artists that I follow on Twitter who I really like are in this. So I'm, I'm super excited that I was able to get my mitts on it. Yeah. It and also I hope smells eventually. Like a good book. It does smell like it a has good a book. Good I'm really book excited. Smell. Yeah. So I hope they also put this online for download as well for other people. Because it, it's, it's really cool. I started yeah. reading it earlier today. And while we're plugging books, if you want to go ahead and check out uh, Cody Wagner's book, mm-hmm. he's one of the hosts of BSP, The Idiot Syncrasy Files, another of our friend podcasts. And he now has two books out, and they are The Gay Teen's Guide to Defeating a Siren. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have book one. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but we do have book one. Book two just came out within the past few months. So go ahead and hop on that. And those are your literary spoop recommendations. Yep. All right. So, Join us next week for us talking about new agey self-care stuff because we desperately need it. And we'll rate it on a scale of like one to, oh my God, I'm so relaxed. Right. And then join us later this month for our continuation of Mermaid. Yes. So thanks for mermaying with us. And... Mermaid, you have a lovely day! Oh, God. Hey, everyone. This is Sarah from Good Nightmare Podcast, a podcast where I like to talk about all things strange and unusual, whether it's mysteries, historical crimes, or fairy tale origins. I hope you'll come along for the ride and join me as we delve into some spooky tales. Happy listening!